creativity reflections. I experience creativity as a response to the need to communicate ideas, emotions, and opinions, beliefs, where my voice cannot reliably provide me the outlet. It manifests as a poem, a song, a video or still image, a blog post, and even doing all the voices of the characters in the stories I'm reading to my kids. But mostly it manifests when I rest my great-great-grandmother's 1888 fiddle on my shoulder, draw a similarly ancient bow across the strings with my right hand, and watch as the fingers of my left hand somehow find where they're supposed to go at the right time and with magical precision, thereby experiencing the hopefully dulcet tones that emerge. Having young kids has severely curtailed the time and energy it requires to play. But I keep that fiddle and bow hanging on the wall just off the kitchen so I can pick it up while noodles are boiling without wasting precious time getting it out of its case. Occasionally, I get to play with others or for a dance, providing me an audience for the other piece of that creativity, composing. Fiddling is a selfish activity. I know, how rude. Often it's for me and me alone. When the only person around to hear the notes as they reverberate through the house is myself, I am happy. But there is also a satisfaction that comes with playing for others and getting to revel in their accolades. It's a way to express myself. I have always had a speech difficulty, and although it is no longer as much of an issue as it was in my younger years, it is always lurking in the background. Music satisfies a desire to communicate with the world fluently and creatively. Sometimes I compose new tunes. Sometimes I just take it off the wall and play the first thing that comes to my head. Sometimes I have a tune bug in my brain and the only way to swat it is to play the damn thing. For all of these reasons, it makes me happy and grateful that I'm able to do it. As a mother, I find that so much of my day is thinking of new ways to do things, new ways to see things, new ways to move throughout everyday motions. Can setting the table become a dance? What will I call dinner tonight so that it becomes palatable and exciting? How do I phrase this criticism so it doesn't incite tears? But that is all balanced out by watching my children's natural creative, creativeness in this world. They are born artists and engineers and inventors, and they inspire me to see things anew. Perhaps the perfect place for this Lego castle is right in the middle of the floor. Perhaps the bed bedtime routine does need to include wrestling. Yes, fairy houses do need to be built right in the middle of my garden. This creamy does need a spontaneous dance to go with it, right in the middle of the street. I feel grateful that I have these tiny people to force me to create on a daily basis.
I love that if I take a moment, I have not lost my creative spirit, like many artists turned stay-at-home parents lament, but has shape-shifted, morphed, changed into something much bigger than my choreography. My entire life has turned into a piece, and while my audience is the walls and the trees and the plates and the books, this work is the most precious work I have ever been a part of. I feel that I am truly blessed and that I can be creative in both my vocation and my avocation. As a therapist, I listen to all I serve, think carefully about where they are and what they're about, and then try my best to creatively reflect what I have learned from them so that they can understand themselves and move out of whatever binds them to become all that they strive to be. In my avocation as a musician, I am listening, learning, and reflecting as well. In this endeavor, I can express myself, my own deep feelings and emotions, while connecting with others emotionally through music. There is a deep sense of gratification that comes from the human exchange that occurs in both working as a therapist and expressing myself through music. It leaves the day-to-day -day routine of functioning behind and embraces instead a focus of heart and mind, losing time, reacting to a deeper stream of thought and emotion. It is not euphoria, but it is a sense of engagement that surpasses ordinary experience. One way I generate creativity is by regularly putting myself in situations where I'm trying something that's somewhat or very intimidating for the first time. The uncertainty of the outcome combined with a desire to succeed is the combination that sparks creativity. Past and present examples include storytelling at Extempo, the acting class at CCV, teaching Sunday school, finding my way in unfamiliar woods, and switching careers. I find that creativity results from brainstorming, usually with Anne, about how to solve a particular problem. Anne and I often get great results when we combine our ideas and approaches. When creativity manifests in my life, I feel energized even more than usual, eager, happy, and light. I'm flowing with the current. Three Tonkas on Creativity, written in response to Sally's request. For your information, Tonkas are traditional Japanese poetry forms, older than haiku, made up of 31 syllables with three lines of seven syllables and two lines of five syllables, which unlike haiku tend to focus more on human nature than non-human nature. Creativity for me can come when writing tankas. Though I'm passionate of flame to convert, mostly I fail to do so. 
Creativity for me is astonishing, but always happens under certain conditions or so life has brainwashed me. Creativity for me needs outside input, time with people and nature, and inside output, time for mind meandering. To me, creativity, when looking at any task or problem, is openness, paying attention. But it isn't just that. Creativity builds on a strong base of knowledge or skill. It's not limited to the arts. A backhoe operator can be very creative. In fact, has to be. I'd like to know what turns on the switch of creativity. Creativity manifests itself as an energy field in my brain that just fires off at will and makes connections with everything all the time that sometimes leaves me in wonder and sometimes makes me laugh out loud. It is as well a supercharged vigilance that does not allow me to miss anything that my senses can experience. It makes me sing and write and think and listen and look and discover and hunger for all the experience that I can hold in one mind and body. Thus, it makes me tired a lot. But it also brings a feeling of great fulfillment when it really takes over and channels through me. Still, it won't let me take anything, including myself, very seriously. So it can lead to outrageous thoughts and behaviors that stay just within the boundaries of socially acceptable hilarity. I always considered myself not creative because I couldn't draw or paint. And I felt like I wasn't good at coming up with the kind of out-of-the-box ideas that I associate with creative thinkers. Lately, I've reconnected with a hobby that's very fulfilling. And it's forced me to get back in touch with the root of the word creativity. That is, the very basic and perhaps obvious idea that creativity simply requires creating something. Making something that wasn't there before. It doesn't have to be the most original thing that ever was, or an expression of your inner soul. It doesn't have to be a grand idea or a stunning work of art. It can be from a kit or a recipe or an exact copy of what someone else did. There is beauty and joy to be found in the simple act of creating. What do I do to be creative? Less and less these days. But I like to play with color combinations, putting different things together to find the right mix. I work with fabric, mainly. It makes me feel happy, recharged, inquisitive, and willing to take risks. 
Writing, fiction, and painting are a big part of my life, but I think being our authentic true selves in, is in itself creative, as there's only one of us. I like figuring how to make something out of materials at hand, solving problems that resist conventional solutions, having conversations that bring new understanding, let go of assumptions and preconceived barriers, and creativity flourishes. I feel most myself when engrossed with writing or painting, the timelessness, the unplanned flow and delight of one word, idea, leading to another, of each concept, color, shape, being connected to the whole, so that if one thing is changed, everything changes. I feel calm, centered, that I have attended to what most matters to me and, and am in a much better place to deal with mundane chores of the day. I feel gratitude and excitement when I learn something, when I get a new perspective from a conversation, a book, any creative interaction with another. I feel deep satisfaction and pleasure when I see a resolution to any kind of problem, math, plumbing, mechanical, personal, whatever. These days, my creativity is primarily manifested by making cards for friends, birthday, sympathy, holiday. I love matching a photo of mine or creating a lovely paper design with the color and style I think would appeal to that person. I love it. I hope it brings a sense of connection for both of us. Writing is my creative outlet. It began when I was in elementary school. What do I write? Letters, journal entries, books for children. It makes me feel worthwhile. That is, I think no one else has my particular voice. So maybe I have something worthwhile to say. And even if what I say is not important, I feel happy when I have arranged words gracefully. As a poet, I often find that I need something, some spark of something that gets me started. And I've been sitting right where Margaret is for years, looking at the front of this pew. You, maybe you can't see it, but there's three wooden angels there, pulpits, sorry. Um, and um, those three angels, I've been looking at them for years. And then one day last winter, I really looked at them. And it was like this, you know, knock upside the head. And it, it, it totally reminded me of a, an experience I had with my two sisters, um, an experience that we shared. And so that's where this poem came from. Angels. On the front of the wooden pulpit are carved the heads of three angels, the tips of their wings just visible, their faces benign and tender. My sisters and I, sharing the care of our mother as she waited for a triple bypass. 
taking turns sleeping in her hospital room to intercept the nurses coming and going all night who tried to communicate with a woman profoundly deaf without her hearing aids, startling her awake by asking questions louder and louder, making her anxious that something had gone wrong. We kept a journal going between our shifts with notes on the amazing number of doctors visiting, all specializing in a single aspect of her anatomy and its relationship to the looming procedure. As they wheeled her to the operating room, the three girls kept pace with the gurney, saying, I love you for the first time ever, in case this might be the last chance, even as she couldn't hear, seeing in our faces the care, the love, her angel daughters. <laughs> 